Hello, my name is J.R. Wallace. I write books for children and young adults, and I'm delighted to have you listening into this podcast. So, welcome to the fifth podcast in my short series aimed at helping everyone in your family learn a little bit more about creative writing and storytelling together. There are six podcasts to listen to in any order. Don't forget to check my Facebook page at J.R. Wallace Author to find out more about weekly competitions I'm running for this podcast series in 2018 from July 23rd through until September the 3rd. The prize in each competition will give a family, that's kids and their parents, the chance to win something creatively inspiring. To enter each competition, all you'll need to do is answer one simple question posted on my Facebook page about one of the podcasts. So that means you'll need to listen to the whole of the relevant podcast to be in with a chance. Don't worry, the podcasts aren't long, about 10 to 15 minutes or so, but they're packed with information, so do listen carefully. If you're listening to this podcast after the series of competitions has finished, then do keep checking my Facebook page anyway for other competitions that I'll be running. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the art of storytelling, giving you some tips about how to tell a story if you find it daunting or difficult. In some of the other podcasts in this series, I've mentioned things in my life that I think made me become a writer, and I'm going to mention another one here. Reading. I used to read lots of books for fun when I was a young kid, but then I stopped when I was about 13. I stopped because I just didn't have the time with everything else going on. And I was reading so many textbooks for schoolwork that I was fed up with reading anyway. So rather than read for fun, I did other things to relax, like play computer games, which are no way as good as the ones around now. I didn't read a book again for years, until I was about 25. But the strangest thing about that was that for all the years that I didn't read, I didn't write anything creative either. I didn't write a single poem or story, or even write down any ideas for stories. But once I started reading again, I started writing stories again. So I think it's true to say that to write stories, you need to read stories for fun too. Reading is important for anybody who wants to write a story because you can see how other people do it, how they come up with new worlds and characters and plots. In fact, how other people tell stories in all the different ways that they can be told. Reading is a brilliant way of learning how to tell a story because not only can it teach you, it can inspire you at the same time. It can be very difficult explaining how to write a story, especially long ones, because it can sound very boring and technical. It can take the fun out of being creative when you listen to it. Reading is a much more exciting way, because not only can you understand what an author is doing, you can experience it too, by enjoying the story they're telling. Hopefully, if you read lots, then you'll want to try writing stories too. I know I certainly did. But there are some tips I can give you to help with storytelling alongside any reading that you do. If you've listened to my second podcast in this series about character, I want you to remember something important I said, and it's this, that your main character is going to want something they don't have at the beginning of your story, which will end with them getting it, or not, or perhaps getting something else instead that's just as important. So you have an ending to aim for when you start a story. 
It's something to aim for, even though it feels a long way off. So we have beginnings and endings in stories, and you can see how they're linked. But there is also the middle, too. It's usually the longest part of the story, and it's the area that a lot of people struggle with. One of the main reasons for this, I think, is that it's difficult to know what happens next after you've used up your energy at the beginning, when all your enthusiasm and inspiration feels like it's dwindling and dying out. When that happens, telling a story can feel as though it's suddenly reached a dead end, that there's nowhere to go, and that's when it seems easier to give up or perhaps start another story that seems more interesting rather than finding a way forward. So how do you keep going in a story even if there seems like there's nowhere to go? How do you remove those dead ends? Well, one way is to think about how stories are structured all the way from the beginning, through the middle and right to the end. In its most basic form, a story is a sequence of events. Something happens, and then something else happens, and then something else, and so on. Because these events happen one after the other, then we have the sense of a story moving on over a period of time. But it's not enough just to have one event happening one after the other, and so on. A story needs something more than that. What it needs is to have a link between each scene or event. This means that something in a story should only really happen because something else has happened before it, and, in turn, something else has happened before that. This is called cause and effect, and it gives a story a structure. Imagine you can see a long row of dominoes. All it takes to knock them down is to push over the first one in the line because it will knock the next one over, and so on, and so on. This is what cause and effect is. Something happens which has the effect of causing something else to happen, which then causes something else to happen, and so on. Now what's important to remember about that line of dominoes is that the last domino to fall can only do so if all the others in the line have fallen before it. And that's really how stories work. They are a chain of events that could only have happened in a particular way from the beginning all the way through the middle until the end. So try and think of your stories like this. One thing you can try to give your stories cause and effect is to think of every scene or event you write as being like a mini-story with its own beginning, middle and end. Try and make sure there's always a character in the scene or event who wants something and either gets it or doesn't. Whatever the result is at the end of the scene or event, it should help you have a sense of what happens next as a result. The person in the scene or event doesn't have to be your main character as long as it's someone important to the story. A lot of the time though, it will be your main character who's the key person in the scenes and events you write because you will be focused on them and they'll be doing things in order to try and reach their goal, in order to get what they want. So they'll be important in making the story happen because of the things that they do. If it feels as though you've arrived at a dead end in a story, Try and see where you are through your main character's eyes. Imagine what options are open to them about what to do next in the story. There's usually something they must do. If you can put yourself in your character's head, you might well discover you're not at a dead end in the story as you thought you were. If you do think in fact that you've reached a dead end and you're stuck with the story having nowhere to go, then look at what has happened before this dead end. Look at the choices your character has made at important moments in the story up to this point. 
Try making them take a different choice instead, perhaps the opposite of what they have done at a particular moment, and see if that opens up a different route for you to bypass the dead end that you've arrived at. Don't be afraid to take a step or two back in your story sometimes and adjust it to see what happens. Because if your character does make a different choice earlier in the story, it might mean something else has to happen other than the dead end that you've reached. There's an important point here about writing a story that anyone who wants to write must bear in mind. Don't give up. Writing is a creative act. Stories don't come out fully formed and totally correct as you write them down. A lot of the time, you have to work to revise the words and ideas that you have. A lot of writers say that writing is really rewriting, and that's certainly been true for me. I do lots of drafts of my books before they're published because I have to work things out. The answers to problems that I encounter aren't always clear straight away. Stories need time to evolve. So don't give up if you get stuck on your story. Trust in your brain to work things out. A lot of the time, if I'm stuck, I'll go for a walk or do something else, and when I'm not thinking about the problem, an answer will turn up. It's rather like finding a valuable jewel in the wet sand after the tide has gone out. Not giving up on something because it's hard takes a lot of courage and strength and belief in yourself. If people gave up on something whenever they found it hard, we would never have had many of the inventions and discoveries that help us in our daily lives today. You might have heard of an inventor called Thomas Edison who invented the light bulb. He said this about his creative and inventive process. I have not failed, I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. So don't give up when you find your story hard going. Persevere, and that goes for anything you want to succeed at in life as well. Now, there's no correct way to write a story. Everyone works differently. Some people like to plan it all out. Others just like to get going and see where the characters take them. For most people, it's a bit of both. You don't want to plan everything out and lose the fun of writing, of creating the story as you imagine your way through it. But sometimes it's really useful to have an idea of certain things you want to happen in your story at various points along the way. Perhaps you want your character to go to a haunted house at some point because you like writing about such places, or you want your character to have to do a skydive because you know they're afraid of heights. Having moments like these in mind for your story can be useful events to aim for as you write, like using stepping stones to get across a stream. It's just a question of getting to each one in a logical way that makes sense as the story unfolds. Remember that idea of cause and effect, of something happening as a result of what's happened before it. You might find that some events you wanted to put in your story don't work as you write it because they don't fit and it can be hard to get rid of them if you do really like them. But you must get rid of them, because you will come up with new ones that do fit. Think of writing like this. Imagine that you're crossing a river using stepping stones. You might get part of the way across and start to find different stepping stones to use that you hadn't seen from the bank when you started out. They might just have been hidden under the surface of the water, meaning you weren't able to see them from the edge of the bank.
I want to give you one last piece of advice to help write a story. I'm going to mention six elements to bear in mind whenever you're thinking about writing a story. Hopefully, you might find them useful. Number one, make sure you have a character for your story. That's a person whose story it is, and someone that whoever is reading your story can root for. Number two, give this main character a goal. Give them something they desperately want. Whatever it is, they want it so much it makes your story happen. Number three, think about who or what can help them achieve this goal. It could be other characters. It could be the world they are in. Perhaps they have a talent or a skill, or that they need to learn one. Number four, what's in the way of your character getting what they want? It could be other characters in your story. It could be something to do with the world they are in. It could even be something inside them, something they are afraid of doing. It might be that little voice we all have inside our heads that tells us to be afraid of doing certain things that we can't succeed. Number five, what does your character have to do in order to overcome the things that are in the way of what they want? How do they find a way? Do other characters help them? What do they learn? How do they find the ability to succeed? And number six, what happens in the end? Do they get what they want or not, or get something else they hadn't considered or known about at the start? If you listen to my sixth and final podcast in this series about endings, then I'm going to be talking in more detail about this, about a character getting what they want, or perhaps something else that's just as important, something they actually need. Using these six elements that I've just mentioned, I can briefly summarize my story, The Boy with One Name. Number one, the main character is Jones, who is the boy with one name. Number two, he wants to be an ordinary boy rather than the monster hunter that he actually is. Number three, he meets a girl called Ruby who can help him learn how to become an ordinary boy. He also has a talking gun and another character called Thomas Gabriel to help him. Number four, standing in the way of what Jones wants are monsters, magic, Ruby, because although she's a friend, she can actually be very stubborn too, and also Jones's guilt at giving up being a monster hunter and going against everything he has ever been taught. Number five, he copes with these problems by becoming an even better monster hunter for a lot of the story, by using what he has learnt to be able to defeat various monsters that stand in his way of becoming an ordinary boy. Number six, what happens in the end? Well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. That's up to you to find out. So, there's something I want you to try after listening to this podcast, and it involves the whole family. When you all have time together, I want you all to get a piece of paper and write the beginning of a story, just a paragraph of about five or six lines, but everyone must start with this opening. There was a big flash in the sky, and then the whole world shook. When everyone has written their opening paragraph, all of you must pass the piece of paper to whoever is sitting on your left. On this new piece of paper, everyone must then write the next paragraph of the story, carrying it on. After writing the next paragraph, pass the piece of paper to your left again. Keep going round like this until you have stories that are eight paragraphs long. 
that means the eighth paragraph is going to be the very end of the story. Because all the stories are going to be eight paragraphs long, you know that the first two or so are going to be the beginning, paragraphs three to six are going to be the middle, and paragraphs seven to eight are going to be the end. So you'll all have a sense of the shape and length of each story you receive as you contribute to it as it's passed around. Remember the idea of causality, that something happens because of what has happened previously. See what stories you can come up with by working together. They can be as wacky as you want. The only requirement is that you keep passing around the pieces of paper until all the stories have been completed with eight paragraphs. Once they're done, you can read them out and see what you've come up with. Okay, thanks for listening. My name's J.R. Wallace, and until next time, have fun working and being creative with your family. And remember to check out my Facebook page at J.R. Wallace Author to find out more about the competitions running alongside this podcast series throughout the summer of 2018, where you can win a prize for the whole family. Mm -hmm.